Good afternoon, everyone. How's it going? It is Monday afternoon. It's 2.20 here in the central time zone. But anyways, normally I'm doing this live stream in the mornings. Uh, but this morning I was able to get my devotions in and I wasn't able to get this in. And I thought, you know what? Any day that I miss just spending time in this book, um, I feel like I've I've... I've missed out. And so it almost always coincides with something else that I'm reading in scripture. And then regardless, the, the journey is something that I want to get back into. And I have a couple of other people that um, follow along. And so anyways, today it's just going to be an afternoon live stream. I've got a few minutes here in the day. I thought, you know what? I've got a few minutes. I'm going to go ahead and take the time to go ahead and go through Pilgrim's Progress. Um, wasn't able to this morning, but I've got some time now. So for about the next 20 minutes or so, I'm just going to go ahead and continue the journey here with Pilgrim, see where he's at, and uh, hopefully it's an encouragement to you. Uh, so where we last left off was with uh, Mr. Byens, and I want to thank Hernando on my last post. He gave a little bit of what he had found uh, concerning Mr. Byend, and Byend is basically someone who has an alternative uh, purpose. They have... Uh, they have a hidden agenda, if you will. And uh, this is this is Mr. Byens. He, he loves religion. He loves talking about doctrine. He loves talking about uh, just all these spiritual things. But he's only in it when it's good. The moment things get rough or things get bad, he's out. And this is, this is a type of person that uh, we have to be aware of. To, if we see in our own selves, are we only in this when it's good? And beware of people uh, in our own lives who are only there uh, when the going's good. You know, as long as everything's going great and going okay, uh, they're right there with you. Uh, some might call them a fair weather friend. This isn't just a fair weather friend. This is a fair weather uh, Christian, a fair weather pilgrim. He's only, you can always find him in the way, but he'll never go far enough or go to the point to where he receives criticism or loses um, that level of living that he enjoys for the sake of what he believes. Uh, so it's at that point uh, we pick up. And so, you know, they, they're, they've they made this argument, you know, it's it's good, to, uh, this, this method by which they've come to live this way is a good thing because, you know, if you're a preacher, you know, you're going to study harder. You're going to preach harder. You're going to do these things. Now, granted, it's for the gain of money, and it's it's to help yourself, help yourself. But in so doing, you help others. So it's fine according according to this person's mindset. And it's the same thing in business. This is where we left off last time. It's there's nothing wrong with a business person becoming religious because, you know, by doing that, they become a good person. They follow the things that a that a person should do and you know they get probably get a better type of a wife and they'll probably get more customers because they're applying these christian principles to their life so uh there there's all kinds of real life examples that we can see even our own in our own lives of uh, people who apply christian principles apply christian uh, thought processes and um perspectives to their business and it's helpful 
you know, and so these guys are making the point, well, what's, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. If that helps everybody, then, and we'll pick up where we left off to, therefore to become religion, to get all these things is a good and profitable design. Reminded by the author, the love of money is the root of all evil. And a covetous man is an idolater. We're reminded in Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 5, you cannot serve God and mammon. And this is something that I've been thinking about, and it's a topic that I've uh, discussed at length before, but this is uh, not this is not a, a fun topic to talk about, covetousness. Oh, hey, Brett, how's it going? Brett Dickey, I think uh, that's my uh, friend there in the DFW area. So I'm just picking up here, Brett, uh, here this afternoon because I've got some time and I wasn't able to do this this morning. Thanks for jumping on, man. Hope uh, either you enjoy this or you don't, right? I know I, I've been doing this just because I've been personally enjoying uh, the conversations that I've had with friends of mine about this journey and where they see it in their own lives. So uh, we'll pick up where we left off here. This answer thus made when... They're talking about this answer of, yeah, it's good to become religious for business sake. Uh, they they agree this uh, Mr. Money Love and Mr. Bayan's question was highly applauded by them all. Wherefore, they concluded upon the whole that it was most wholesome and advantageous. And because, as they thought, no man was able to contradict it. And because Christian and, Christian and hopeful were yet within call, they jointly agreed to assault them with the question as soon as they, as soon as they overtook them. And the rather because they had opposed Mr. Byans before. So that so they called after them and they stopped and stood still till they came up to them. But they concluded as they went that not Mr. Byans, but Mr. Hold the World should propound the question. Because as they supposed, their answer to him would be without the remainder of that heat that was kindled betwixt Mr. Byans and them at their parting a little before. Man, that is a long sentence. <laughs> but so we have just if you can visualize what's going on here that these guys are standing like ah this see we knew we had the right uh our doctrine was right we knew we were right so they they justify in their heads why their mentality is right and so they stop christian and hopeful and say let's stop those guys and tell them uh what we've concluded and there's no way they're going to refute what we said so but we're not going to have Mr. Byan say it because last time he said it, it, it didn't end so well. So let, let's have somebody else approach him and tell him what we believe and why it's right. And so they came up to each other. And after a short salutation, Mr. Hold the World propounded the question to Christian and his fellow and bid them to answer it if they could. They said, then said Christian, uh-oh, here it is. Even a babe in religion may answer 10,000 such a questions. For if it be unlawful to follow Christ for loaves as it is, how much more abominable is it to make him and religion a stalking horse to get and enjoy the world? Nor do we find any other than heathens, hypocrites, devils, witches, and witches that are of that of this opinion. Wow. And uh, he makes a reference here to John chapter 6, verse 26. Where, where am I at on time? Thanks, Brett. I appreciate it, man. It says, keep going. So for those of you who listen to the audio, this is a live stream that I do, attempt to do daily. 
But uh, so you'll hear me sometimes respond to some comments that I get either from Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're seeing this live. John chapter 6 and verse 26. And I've actually read ahead here, so kind of know what to expect. John chapter 6 and verse 26. They had just come away from a Passover feast. It says, let's see here. They had a a miracle of the loaves and the fishes. It says, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Wow. And so this is... This is an interesting, it's interesting how clear this was made, even with Jesus, with these people who were coming because, hey, I could get a meal out of this. And he says, don't follow me to get a meal out of this. Follow me because I have something that can fill you for eternity. And so we have some points that Christian makes. One, two, three, four, five, five points that Christian makes as to why this is the wrong mentality and why uh, being religious or holding the name of Christ is a, is the wrong thing to do. If the only, if the end that you seek is just yourself and getting more money and getting some sort of advantage in business. So he says, number one, heathens, number one, heathens for when, Hamor and Shechem had mind to the daughters and cattle of Jacob and saw that there was no way for them to come at them but by being circumcised. They said to of their companions, if any, if every male of us be circumcised as they are circumcised, shall not their cattle and their substance and every beast of theirs be ours? Their daughters and their cattle were that which they sought to obtain. And their religion, the stalking horse, they made use of to come at them. We read the whole story in Genesis 34, 20 through 24. And in Genesis 34, I'm not going to take the time to read that specific story right now, but basically these men were saying, hey, if we get circumcised, then we can take advantage. We can look just like these guys, take advantage of being religious and get what we want, which is their daughters and their cattle. And we, if you remember the story, they got circumcised and the Bible says three, a few days into it, the sons of Jacob uh, came in and killed every single one of them, and uh, because of because of their intentions. Okay, so yeah, he's going through. We we don't find anybody else in Scripture other than heathens, hypocrites, devils, and witches. So we see I have an example of the heathens there. Now here's an example of a hypocrite. Uh, Two, the hypocr- the hypocritical Pharisees were also of this religion. Long prayers were their pretense, but to get widows' houses was their intent and greater damnation was from God their judgment so this was something that the heathens did it's something that the hypocrites did and specifically the Pharisees uh, who did all their stuff they fasted and they prayed and they did it openly just so that they could take advantage of the widows and take their take their homes from them and it's again so interesting that a book almost well, over about 400 years, over 400 years old now. This was 1650s, so almost 400 years old. Is pointing out truths out of a 
couple of thousand year old stories and the truth remains there still remains the religious people who only are only in the ministry to take advantage of people then we have uh then we have so we have hypocrites oh lost my page here we have hypocrites heathens and then devils we have devils uh judas was also of this religion he was religious for the bag that he might be possessed of what was therein but he was lost castaway and the very son of perdition judas is another example of someone who's only in it for the money and then we have uh, simon the wizard and i i read through this like i said earlier and i shared this passage of scripture and on my page my facebook page earlier because it, it left such an impact on me S simon the wizard was of this religion too for he would have had the holy ghost that he might have gotten money therewith and his sentence from peter's mouth was according uh, to Acts 8, 19. I'm going to go ahead and go back to that and read that because it's such a powerful admonition from or exhortation from Peter. Maybe admonition is a better word. Acts chapter 8 and, and verse 19. It says, So Simon saw that through laying on of the hand, apostles' hands a Holy Ghost was given, and he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that whomsoever I lay hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. That's a, sounds like a pretty uh, pure motive, right? Nope. Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter. Then he tells him why, and I think this is so important uh, as we take introspection in our own lives. He says, For thy heart is not right, in the sight of God. He says, repent therefore of this wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Wow, that right there, the gall of bitterness and the bond of iniquity is what... Uh, someone who has not experienced salvation, who does not have a new life, who has not been given life by Christ. Uh, this is the state of every single one of those people. Be bitterness in the heart. And there's no way to, you can fake the outside. You can uh, make everybody uh, believe that you really are in this and that uh, you're for real and that you really are a, a pilgrim. You are a believer. But the bitterness in your heart, and the bond of iniquity that is over your life, God sees that. You might even have your own self-deceived. Some people say, only you and God know that. I think there's uh, many times um, people have them their own selves deceived as uh, I know I did for many years. I deceived myself. And I, I didn't think, I, if you were to ask me, are you, you in bond to an, are you in bondage to iniquity? I said, no, no, not at all. But I was. And I didn't see that. I was blind. And Peter tells him very directly, you need to repent and pray that maybe God, if God, that if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven. This is what you were thinking in your heart is where you went wrong. And it, that's something that none of us can fake. And so finally, and, and we'll finish with uh, this. He says, heathens, hypocrites, devils, witches devils and witches and so we have uh, here 
that finally that uh, Simon being the wizard and says, neither will it out of my mind, but that that man that takes up religion for the world will throw a re away religion for the world takes up for the world he'll throw it away for the world for surely as judas designed the world and becoming religious so surely did he also sell religion and his master for the same to answer the question therefore affirmatively as i perceive you have done and to accept of as authentic such answer is both heathenish hypocritical and devilish and your reward will be according to your works then they stood staring one upon another but had no not wherewith to answer christian hopeful also approved of the soundness of christian's an answer so there was a great silence among them mr Byans and his company also staggered and kept behind that christian hopeful might outgo them then christian said to his fellow if these men if these men cannot stand before the sentence of men what will they do with the sentence of God? And if they are mute when dealt with by vessels of clay, what will they do when they shall be rebuked by the flames of a devouring fire? Wow. Such a heavy admonition. And we have here a note from the author. He says, here, see the blessedness of being mighty in the scriptures and the need of that exhortation which is let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's Colossians 3.16. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces through all the subtle divide. I'm not quoting here, just a note from the scriptures. It pierces through all the subtle devices of Satan and the cunning craftiness of carnal professors and divideth asunder the carnal reasonings of the flesh and the spiritual wisdom which cometh from above. Carnality is old man. And spiritual mindset and a spiritual perspective is what the new man has and, and gains by being by by taking heed to this exhortation, which is letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly. This is so important. Uh, the there's there's this idea that there exists this category of Christian called the carnal Christian. And such as we've seen throughout uh, scripture. And I think it's extremely dangerous to entertain this idea that it's possible to be a child of God, yet live with live uh, with with a carnal mindset. Uh, throughout life. Um, it's possible to struggle to battle with these things, but we, but true believers do not live in bondage to this carnal mindset. Uh, this carnal mindset is, again, it's not something that we can put on or that we can um, fake. This is what God sees. He sees the heart and his word cuts to the chase of the matter, which is are you in this because he's given you the desire or are you in this for personal gain? And it's important again, start with ourselves, look at ourselves, make sure that we're not in this uh, only when it's good. And then the moment things get tough, we, we're ashamed because it's very plain that we will not be ashamed. 
uh, if we're tr if we're truly His. And then also we need to be aware of those around us who may only be in this for for what they can get out of you and, and the people around them. And it's not that we immediately separate ourselves. We have a conversation to the end that uh, these people would repent as as Peter asked of of Simon. Uh, th that is that is what we want that that repentance so that they would turn, see their error, and then turn to Christ. So uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, finish what, where we were. Man, I forgot to leave my... There we go. There is, if you have this book, this was something I didn't utilize for a while, a bookmarker. We're going to pick up uh, from there, and it's it's very... Uh, very interesting. Again, I went ahead and this took some time this weekend to read ahead and I've been enjoying reading ahead. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining along. I hope your Monday has been going well. Hopefully tomorrow morning I can take some time early in the morning. Living out in the country now, I have it either do this later in the morning here at my office or really, really early there at my house, which is probably what I'll end up doing. But anyways... Thank you guys so much for joining in this morning. I hope it was an encouragement. And uh, remember just to keep uh, each other in prayer. Uh, if, you know, if you're out there and, you, and you're struggling or you want to discuss, talk, you know, be, feel free to um, reach out to me or or uh, call me or text me. I'd, I'd love to pray with you on something. And then I, I ask that, that we all pray for each other. So let's not forget to keep each other in prayer. All right, guys. Well, I hope you all, again, have a great day. Thank you for joining in. Brett, have a great day, man. Appreciate the encouragement. Take care.